0: Welcome, I'm Doug Morgan, and you're listening to Uncommon Sense, where we hunt for the truth in the topics you're not supposed to talk about, Christianity and politics. It wasn't that many years ago that the Democratic Party went through a kind of war, so to speak. (laughs) It was uh, really about two different sides. It was about how the Democratic Party was going to look. And was it going to look more liberal and and very leftist? Or was it going to look a lot more centralist? Uh, Or, um, you know, those that, that didn't want to go completely left. And so what happened is we, we saw the two different sides kind of highlighted by the Clintons. Uh, Clintons kind of represent a little more of the moderate side. And, of course, the Obamas, which, of course, kind of uh, highlighted the, the liberal side. Uh, the, if you remember, uh, Barack Obama had one of the most leftist liberal voting record. Of anyone uh, before he obviously became president, so that this war went on within the Democratic Party, and as we can see today, the one who kind of won was the leftist side. The Democratic Party has taken has taken a major left turn, (laughs) so to speak, and and become a very liberal party, a very leftist type party. Now just like the Democratic Party, there is a war going on today within the Republican Party. Uh, for a long time, there's a lot of conservatives have gone along and and voted for anybody that had a Republican R next to their name, uh, just thinking that, well, it's better than a, a Democratic uh, vote. Well, what happened, though, is whenever... Someone would get into office, being voted in as a Republican, but they were more of an establishment elite type. <laughs> and they, once they got in, they weren't they, they weren't one to do anything very much conservative. So that kind of made a lot of conservatives upset, and has uh, really spurred on this war alongside with Donald Trump, who um, really espoused a lot of of conservative uh, values. Now. Donald Trump himself, not necessarily a conservative. Donald Trump was a populist. And I know that's a, there, there's a little bit of, of a confusion there. Donald Trump is a populist, and we haven't seen very many populists in this country run in, in the political realms. Uh, but what, what Donald Trump was, and, and still is today, is someone who doesn't necessarily stand on conservative ideals. But because there are more conservatives in this country, and he is more, uh, you know, he, he can he can see who is is going to to win, and he can see who is going to to be furthered forward in their political views. Obviously, he's going to espouse uh, more conservative views, um, even when he was president. Though we didn't see him stand on everything conservative because he's not an ideologue, so. He's a populist. So, again, the Republican Party, even though seeing Trump espouse a lot of these conservative ideas and seeing those things work, has been emboldened and there's kind of this war going on. Uh, They... Those that are not conservative oftentimes are called "rhinos." <laughs> the reason they're called rhinos is because it, it's it, it's an acronym, uh, Republican in name only. <laughs> and so, so they these these people that that really, in in many aspects, act like a Democrat or act liberal, but they have an R next to their name. Um, th- these type of people are. Uh, well, their feet are kind of on sand right now. Things are not going very well for them. And part of that is because, because Trump was seen as conservative and because he was a very, very polarizing type figure, uh, they, a lot of these rhinos went after him. And they were some of the ones that voted for his impeachments and things like this. They didn't didn't want to see him have anything to do with politics, and they, they were willing to do just about anything to try to get him out of there, no matter how ridiculous it looked. And so they kind of exposed themselves in many ways. Well, one of those was Jamie Herrera Butler, and she um, actually was uh, from the Southern District uh, in the state of Washington, and she uh, is a representative uh, to the House of Representatives, and she became the 12th U.S. House member to lose a primary election this year. Yes. Uh, From Ballotpedia.org, Joel Williams writes, On August 15th of this year, media outlets called the top two primary uh, for Washington State's 3rd Congressional District, and Maria uh, Gutzenkamp-Perez, she's the Democrat, and Joe Kent, the Republican, advanced with 31% and 22.8% of the vote, respectively. Incumbent Jamie Herrera-Butler, a Republican, incumbent finished third with 22.2%. And I will even say, if you look at the numbers, there was another Republican that came in right behind her, uh, Heidi St. John, and she and, and Vicki Kraft, another Republican. The two of those actually got almost as many votes themselves. Those two as as did Kent or Herrera-Butler. So there were a lot of Republican votes that happened in this. Kent still won over Jamie Herrera-Butler, even with that many Republican votes going to the other Republicans in the race. Herrera-Butler is, as we said, the 12th member of the U.S. House to lose an election this cycle, with more primaries and all the general elections remaining. Uh, for 2022, it, It is now even with the 2016 election cycle for the number of incumbent losses. As we know, incumbents, they fare almost always very, very very well in their races. If you can be an incumbent, you have a distinct advantage. And in the past five election cycles, 2018 saw the most incumbent losses with 34, followed by 2012 with 27. Uh, but just like I say, you, you've got a distinct advantage if you are the, the incumbent. Well, Herrera Butler was one of the 10 Republican representatives to vote in favor of impeaching then-President Donald Trump uh, on January 13th of last year. In a statement the day before the vote, Herrera Butler said this. She, she would vote to impeach Trump because he, quote, and listen to what she said here, incited a riot— Intended to halt the peaceful transfer of power from one administration to the next. That riot led to five deaths. Now, let's stop there just for a second because there's two lies within this. Number one, President Trump did not incite a riot for any reason. If you go back on that day of January 6th and you look at what he said, the transcript of his his speech, he said that that this was to be peaceful and lawful, and there was no inciting of anything there. We've covered this on the podcast, and you can go back and you can see some of that. Also, though, she says here that the riot led to five deaths. The only person that died because of January 6th was the woman protester who was shot to death by the Capitol Police. Now, that that right there, obviously, there were other deaths that were tried, the media tried to attribute to it, but that they weren't. That was, that it was not because of January 6th at all. You know, there was a heart attack and some other things that did not, you cannot contribute to January 6th riot. Now, Herrera Butler was publicly rebuked by the Washington Republican Party and censored by the Clark County Republican Party. Kent identified himself as an American first candidate, a term often associated with the platform of Trump, of course, and in candidates who say they support Trump's agenda. Now, Kent said that he got into elected politics because of January uh, 2021 impeachment vote. And during a viral campaign event, Trump said Herrera Butler voted for the, the radical Democrats' second impeachment hoax. Where the Republicans stood up tall for me, but she didn't. So he obviously targeted her in this, and and uh, and as you'll see, backed Kent. Now, Washington uh, used a uh, their 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 primary is a little bit different than some. Uh, Washington uses a a top two primary system in which all the candidates appear on the same ballot. Doesn't matter what what party they're from uh, for congressional and state level elections. Now, the top two vote getters move on to the general election, regardless of their party affiliation. So you literally could have like two Democrats or two Republicans running against each other in the general election because they got the most votes. Um, nearly every House Republican who supported Trump's second impeachment and ran for re-election this year faced a Trump-backed challenger. He he definitely um, put into position people who would run against these rhinos. Now, uh, Representative Jamie Herrera Butler of Washington was not the only one to lose her seat. Four lost their primaries, which also included Republican Peter Meher, uh of, of Michigan, uh, who who lost to John Gibbs, and Representative Tom Rice of South Carolina, who lost to Russell Fry. The fourth was Liz Cheney. You may you may know Liz Cheney. Uh, Liz Liz Cheney is the Republican from Wyoming who was blown out in her primary race Tuesday uh, evening against uh, Harriet Hegerman. Uh, and she's, uh, again, from Wyoming, who was endorsed by, yes, President Donald Trump. Cheney uh, Loss comes after she chose to fight harder against Trump's claims that the 2020 election uh, was was stolen than she fought against President Joe Biden and the Democrats. with With more than 95% of the votes counted, Hageman uh, secured greater than, get this, 66% of the vote, while Cheney only had 28, almost 29% of the vote. I mean, that's huge. That If you know anything about elections, a 40-point swing like that is absolutely a slaughter. That is, you just don't see it. You just don't see that. And she lost Big. Quote, congratulations to Harriet Hageman on her great and very decisive win in Wyoming. This is what Trump wrote on social media. He said, this is a wonderful result for America and a complete rebuke of the unselected committee of political hacks and thugs. Liz Cheney should be ashamed of herself, the way she acted, and her spiteful, sanctimonious words and actions toward others. Now she can finally disappear into the depths of political oblivion where I'm sure she will be much happier than she is right now. Thank you, Wyoming. <laughs> that's that's actually what Trump uh, wrote uh, <laughs> on, on the election. Now, Cheney uh, recently took a, a shot at Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, uh, who is viewed by many as the future of the Pro- Republican Party. In an interview with the New York Times, where she also admitted that she liked to work with her Democratic colleagues more than her Republican ones. (laughs) See, this is what I'm talking about. Cheney said that she would find it very difficult to support DeSantis in a general election against a Democrat if DeSantis becomes the 2024 GOP nominee for president. Here's her quote. I think that Ron DeSantis has lined himself up almost entirely with Donald Trump. And I think that's very dangerous, is what she said. Cheney also said that she prefers working with her Democratic women in Congress than the Republican women. Quote, I would much rather serve with uh, Mikey Sherrill and Chris, uh, Chrissy uh, Houlihan and Eliza uh, Slotkin uh, and than Marjorie Taylor Greene or uh, Lauren uh, Boebert, even though on On substance, certainly, I have big disagreements with the Democratic women. I just, I just mentioned. She said that that uh, you know she 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 knows that that they love this country, but they they do their homework and they are people that are trying to do the right thing for the country. You know, (laughs) Cheney here, her and I could not disagree any more than. Than we than on that. I mean, I those those legislators there, they i I don't see them as loving this country. They love their power. They love uh, their their ideology. They don't love this country. Uh, DeSantis blasted Janie back in February over her work in targeting her own party by working with Democrats on the January sixth committee. Cheney is totally off the rails with her nonsense, DeSantis said, and I think she's not really Republican in terms of what she's doing. We want people that are going to fight the left, and that's what we need to do in this country, he said. That's what we're we're doing in Florida, standing up for people's freedoms, DeSantis continued. He said, we're opposing wokeness. We're opposing all these things. To act like the main issue in this country is things that happened over a year ago, I can tell you in Florida that not that's not what Floridians are, are concerned about. They're concerned about inflation and, and gas prices. So <laughs> this is what he said. So I think focusing on the issues and showing that we stand for things that matter to people is the way forward. To have a vendetta against Donald Trump and to con- uh, constantly be, be bringing this up is just not something that I think Republican voters are interested in. And obviously from the vote, it looks like he's right. And, and the Daily Wire also reported that, that Republican Liz Cheney uh, was mocked Tuesday night for comparing herself to former President Abraham, uh, uh, Abraham Lincoln. After her blowout loss in Wyoming's Republican primary for the state's at-large congressional seat, Cheney lost, as we said, by more than two, a two-to-one margin uh, to to Harriet Hageman, uh, who, of course, as we said, was backed by Donald Trump. Quote, tonight, Harriet Hageman has received the most votes in this primary. She won. Cheney said during a, a speech following her, her loss, she said, I call I called her to concede the race. This primary election is over, but now the real work begins. Hmm, that's kind of interesting, right? Let's talk about that in a minute. Cheney then proceeded to compare herself to Lincoln and Union General Ulysses S Grant, who later went on to become America's 18th president. Quote, "The great an original champion of our party, Abraham Lincoln, was defeated in elections for the Senate and the House before he won the most important election of all, Cheney said. Lincoln ultimately prevailed. He saved our Union and he defined our obligation to Americans for all of history. Wow, this is just pretty words, but comparing yourself to Lincoln, really? Several minutes later, Cheney continued, in May of 1864, after years of war and a string of um, re- reluctant Union generals, Grant met General Lee's forces at the Battle of of the Wilderness. In two days of heavy fighting, the Union suffered over 17,000 casualties. Cheney said that at the end of the battle, General Grant faced a choice, most assume that he would do the what previous Union generals had done and retreat. On the evening of May 7th, Grant began to move. As the fires of the battle still smoldered, Grant rode to the head of the column. He rode to the intersection of Brock Road and Orange Plank Road. And there, as the men of his army watched and waited, instead of turning north back towards Washington and safety, Grant turned his horse south toward Richmond and the heart of Lee's army. Refusing to retreat, he pressed on to victory. Lincoln and Grant and all who fought in our nation's tragic civil war, including my own great-great-grandfathers, saved our union. This is is really, that's word for word what Cheney said. Cheney was widely mocked, of course, on social media following her blowout loss to Hegeman uh, as as many conservatives especially took issue with this Lincoln comparison quote Liz Cheney tried to make herself a martyr at the expense of our country and our party this is uh, what Wesley Hunt a republican candidate for congress tweeted uh, comparing yourself to Lincoln doesn't change that the comparison is as tone deaf and ridiculous as her seat on the january sixth committee Seattle-based conservative radio host Jason Rance tweeted, Abraham Lincoln has a better shot at becoming president in 2024 than Liz Cheney. Bye, Liz. <laughs> we'll talk about that in a second, too. Liz has a very inflated view of herself. Uh, that's what uh, longtime ESPN reporter uh, Janine Edwards uh, tweeted. And number Quote, number one, dropping ads across Wyoming against Liz Cheney was one of the most fulfilling professional tasks I've had to date in politics. This came from Florida GOP vice chairman uh, Christian uh, Ziegler. He, he tweeted this out. Number two, no chance this woman has a shot at president. This should sunset the Cheney's from any more politics. Thankfully. <laughs> Actor Gene, Dean uh, Kane responded with, you're not Abraham Lincoln, however. <laughs> Absolutely delusional is what Ali Beth Stuckley tweeted. Uh, she's a conservative. And and Stuckley might be right. I mean, after seeing what Cheney is thinking about doing next, have you seen this? Liz Cheney says she's thinking about a presidential run. Yes. <laughs> she, she quickly turned her attention to a potential presidential run after losing her state's pri- uh, primary election on Tuesday. Cheney shared the remarks during an interview on the Today Show on Wednesday morning, uh, just a day after, right? Uh, she says, quote, I will be doing whatever it takes to keep Donald Trump out of the Oval Office. That's what she said. And again, it, kind of demonstrating that vindictiveness, right? When asked about running for president in 2024, she responded that it is something I'm thinking about, and I, I make, I'll make a decision in the coming months. Cheney also claims she plans on to continue her efforts against Trump during her remaining days in office, the congressional uh, the Congresswoman has served as vice chair on the House um, Speaker Nancy Pelosi's House Select Committee uh, for the January 6th deal. Uh, I, I think that defeating him is going to require a broad united front of Republicans, uh, Democrats, and independents, and that's what I intend to be a part of, she said. Now, Politico also reported that Cheney intends to launch a new organization in the in the coming weeks. She says, "quote In, uh, in the coming weeks, Liz will be launching an organization to uh, educate the American people about ongoing threat uh, to our republic and to mobilize a united effort to oppose any Donald Trump campaign for president." This was a Cheney spokesman, uh, Jeremy Alder, uh, who who told them. Uh, what she plans on doing there. Uh, Again, the word vindictive just always comes to mind, doesn't it? Now, after her loss, there was a very predictable um, reaction by the liberal Hollywood types and the media types. Uh, Hollywood and political commentators took to Twitter on Wednesday to react to Cheney's loss. Stars and personalities like Rob Reiner and and Patricia Arquette and Dan Rather and and, and more suggested in their tweets that Cheney's loss to the candidate backed by former President Donald Trump, Harriet Hagerman, uh, signaled trouble for the Republican Party in the country. I mean, how how out of touch are these people, right? Uh, But let's see what they had to say. It says Liz Cheney's overwhelming loss makes it objectively clear. This is, this is Rob Reiner in a message uh, that that he read. Or he wrote, uh, the Republican Party has abandoned American democracy in fealty to a, uh, a psychopathical criminal. Really? That's what you're going to call Donald Trump? Quote, the fact that Liz Cheney got 35% of the vote should scare the poop out of Republicans who think Trump would have a chance in 2024. That's that's that's, that's our ket tweet there to her millions of followers, and quote, he Trump lost pop vote in 2016, lost general in 2020, and her numbers show he has eroded more of Republican base. This is what the actress said, and and she also said he can't win. <laughs> I don't know about that, but disgraced former CBS uh, news anchor Dan Rather, who of course, as we know, made up some of his stories, um, if it, it tweeted this. He said, "If Liz Cheney is defeated today, as expected, I would not frame it as her loss." Of course, he wouldn't. It is a loss for Wyoming, the Republican Party, and the nation, of course. I'm surprised he didn't throw there, and the children, or something like that, right? (laughs) And and they they weren't the only ones. I mean, Fox News contributor uh, uh, Geraldo Rivera uh, called her loss uh, proof that Trump rules the GOP. Liz Cheney got rolled in Wyoming, he tweeted. We knew it uh, would be bad, and it was worse. (laughs) Trump rules the GOP. Worse he he's convinced more Republicans to disbelieve the truth that he lost the election, regardless of the political mugging he suffered uh, yesterday. Ch- uh, she ch- uh, suffered yesterday. Cheney is a truth-telling hero, is what Geraldo added. Wow. <laughs> on, t- <laughs> on Tuesday, Meghan McCain uh, said that that Cheney should be uh, commended, no matter. What happens today? Of course, she should. You know, participation type trophies, right? Uh, actor Alec Baldwin went so far as to label Cheney the American Navalny, <laughs> referring to jail, uh, jailed Russian op- oppression leader uh, Alexei Navalny. Um, now, he, he also called her a hero on a video that he shared on Instagram, um, and 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 get this quote: Who is the American Navalny, well, Baldwin asked uh, this on on this tape. He said, "Liz Cheney reminds me of Navalny." He he also said he, he didn't uh, he did uh, what she had to do morally. She risked it all career wise to tell the truth. Uh, he he captioned his post, "Liz Cheney is a bipartisan hero." Wow, these guys need just need to stick to acting. <laughs> but anyway, uh, but however, you know, they're they're not the only stars and political commentators uh, that 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 uh, that felt that that same way. Fox News Britt Hume made a case that Cheney is not clearly understanding her her loss, suggesting it it wasn't all about the former president. "Quote: I wonder if things might have turned out differently for Liz Cheney if." She'd used her seat on the January 6th committee to insist on cross-examination of witnesses, let's say, and a chance for the defense to present its side. Uh, This is what what Hume tweeted. Uh, Instead, she led the charge for an utterly one-sided presentation. The Daily Wire's Ben Shapiro tweeted uh, that that the representative uh, fundamentally misunderstands why people are so passionately angry at her inside the GOP base. She said last night that winning would have required that I go uh, along with President Trump's lie about 2020 election. It it would have required that I enable his ongoing efforts to unravel our democratic system and attack the, the foundations of our republic, Shapiro wrote. And that's not true. Winning simply would have required her not to act as a front person for a Democratic committee dedicated to lumping together all Republicans and conservatives with January 6th riders and suggesting that anyone who would consider voting Trump 2024 is an incipient fascist. Did Glenn Youngkin go along with the idea that Trump won the 2020 election? did did he go along with ongoing efforts to undermine the republic how did dan crenshaw in texas do uh, what uh, what they didn't do is act as enthusiastic participants in a broader democratic and media agenda and i, I would i would definitely uh, go along with any of that and an actor kevin sabaro told his followers that honestly we need to have Liz Cheney and Bento O'Rourke together. They should team up for the 2024 uh, election so they can lose together and save people time. <laughs> I, I would definitely go along with that. But, you know, we we also see things like like Sarah Palin up in Alaska. You know, she's on the other end of things from Liz Cheney. And did she lose? No, She she's going to go on to the general election. I think what you're seeing is you are seeing... The fact that that the Republican Party, yes, has a war that's going on, and what side is winning right now? Well, it's not the wishy-washy, rhino types that that are the established Republican elites, you know, that that, that, that get in there and and just want to go along with with whatever the Democratic Party wants to do. I mean, this this that the time for that is done. What you're seeing now is this war within the the Republican Party. And it's being won by, by conservatives. It's being won by people who, you know, for different reasons, whether it be the pandemic or whatever, have opened their eyes to what is happening. And they are at least now voting. And they are at least now being heard. And they're at least now understanding what's what's happening within the political realm. And and you know, you may be one of them. And that's one of the reasons this this podcast exists. And and I, I would love to hear from you. On this, I would love to have that conversation. You can always do that at uncommonsensepodcast dot com. Thank you very much for listening. This podcast is a production of Morganite Communications.